Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 99. Hey, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jess. And this is the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. Join us as we talk with locals, community leaders, business owners, and people like us who love all things San Pedro. Every week, we'll explore San Pedro's deeply rooted culture, discuss local issues, and spread good vibes. Let's get into it. Before we get into the episode, we did want to give you a heads up. We did experience some technical difficulties during the recording of this episode. Unfortunately, Jess's track was lost. Um, You will hear her in our conversation. However, she will sound like she's in the background and will not be as loud as myself or our guest. We apologize for this in advance, and we hope that this does not take away from you being able to enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed this amazing conversation we had with our guest. We're going to go ahead and get right into it, and thanks again for your understanding. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Jess. I'm one of your hosts, and today's guest is a very inspiring person who has a very unique and interesting approach to fitness. Um, It's a very holistic one, and we're really excited for him to share his perspective on fitness. So we'll go ahead and let him introduce himself. My name is Shane Rossi. I'm the owner and operator of Elite Triangle Fitness. I've been in business for 10 years as of last July um, and looking for many, many more years of staying in business. Congrats. Thanks. 10 years. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, we're, of course, you know, we're doing our health and, and, you know, fitness, health and wellness uh, series this month because a lot of us are making our resolutions. So we thought, you know what, it's a good time to get to know our, you know, fitness community, our health and wellness community. Also, you kind of slid into our DMs and yeah. messaged us and was like, hey, you guys haven't done anything fitness. That's like, true. You called on, you called yeah. us out. Yeah, actually a client, um, she listens to your podcast and she was one who was like, you know what, they don't have a health and wellness and maybe you should like hit them up. Maybe it's something they're looking for. So I figured, once again, like being that social person that I am, why not? Slide in there. Worst you're going to say is, hey, we haven't done this yet. And mm-hmm. um, that's what you guys said. And then it's bloomed into this beautiful opportunity. Yeah. You were kind of like our reminder to be like, oh, yeah, we got to do that. <laughs> the catalyst for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Especially because there, there's so much, so many great fitness uh, gyms in this community. There's so many, which is awesome. You know, I didn't realize it because I personally am not interested at the moment, <laughs> but I, I there are so many like really cool places to work out here mm-hmm. in San Pedro. So that's what I'm discovering. And I think it's very, very cool. Yeah. Um, lots of little like niches and um, different gyms and stuff that people can get involved with every level. Mm-hmm. And you guys all know each other. Yeah. And you know, I Ricky who owns Hey Day with Eddie McKenna, I actually went to him when I first started thinking about branching on my own and I seeked his advice I said you know I'm going into this like what can you tell me and we went I remember we went to Sacred Grounds and we sat there for an hour and a half and he kind of just like ran me through how he started told me his story and things to look out for and things that I should prepare for so it was you know once again just like a small town such a small town story right like just a friend that I went to camp with for years you know being able to reach out to him and you know 
sometimes with competitors, it's like, oh, I don't want you competing with me. But no, I mean, he literally sat me down and told me so many good bits of advice to get me to be able to like start my business and build it. So that was really awesome. I love that. First of all, I want to say that in in the community, like you said, there is that sometimes there's a mentality of like scarcity, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm automatically competing with that coffee shop if I'm a coffee shop. You know, uh, there's only one other uh, or like I'm the main fashion retailer and I don't want any others. Right. But like even when we interviewed um, Sarah Brega, who has a fashion retail, she was like, I want more. I want a community. I want friends, you know, in this space. Um, And I love that you guys all like helped each other out and he you know you guys are a community that's really there's cool there's room there's so many people in so many different ways to approach fitness yeah like yeah exactly it's like not everyone is going to gravitate toward the same one mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. people are all going to want their own little thing yeah there's room for everyone yeah i feel like with trainers gym owners um facilities i really do think it's like therapists right like you got to find the person that vibes with you i mean you're going to be going there three four times a week um you know, you want to be around people that you enjoy being around while you're getting your workout on, being tortured a little bit. So I think it's important. And then also, I, I really do believe the more that we create a fitness community, the more that the community will get involved in fitness. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of us in San Pedro. I think the census last time had it close to 90,000 people just in San Pedro. That's not RPV. That's not Lomita, mm-hmm. Harbor City, Carson. Uh, so I really feel like if we get more gyms going in here, people are going to think San Pedro and it's going to be like, oh, yeah, that fitness community, almost the way that people think of Venice mm. and Venice Beach. It's like the first thing Muscle comes to your head is Muscle Beach, right? So mm-hmm. um, we're a port town, but we could definitely be a port port gym town. Yeah. So yeah. I love that we we do have so many gyms. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited to get into more details of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, I want to know, where did you grow up? So I was born and raised in San Pedro. Uh, I've lived on every corner of San Pedro. Uh, we moved around a lot as kids, but it was always in San Pedro. Um, played AYSO in San Pedro when it used to be up at Dotson Middle School. Um, went and moved and played club soccer, and I was practicing at Maryless. So um, always have been in San Pedro. Um, went to Holy Trinity. I went to Dotson Middle School, and then I went to uh, Mary Star High School. So once again, just still, just every school inside of Pedro as well. Yeah. So, oh mm-hmm. so you grew up in Pedro, kind of lived all over the place. Was there any one spot that you guys settled into after a while? Um, the place, one of the places that I lived the longest was actually, it's called the Bluffs. Um, it's all the way on the uh, end of 39th and Pacific. So if you take 39th all the way down, you hit a wall. Um, I grew up in the house that's on the right-hand side, so literally looking out at Cabrillo Beach every morning, mm-hmm. watching the dolphins jumping in and out of the water. Oh um, yeah, so we stayed there for a good amount, a, actually a really long time, um, and such a fun house to be at because everybody wanted to be there. Everyone wanted to hang out there. That is such a cool spot. Not only are you close to Cabrillo Beach, but like you're right down from Point Furman. You're down from like, you know, that whole area, like the corner store, Sunken City. I mean, before you used to be able to drive all the way through, yep. you can go down to like Royal Palms. That's a good spot. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, running Paseo, it was such a great location yeah. uh, on that side of town. And then the best part is, is the temperature over there is always so nice. People say it's cold, but it's be- you're never like super warm. You always get that ocean breeze. Mm-hmm. So it's always nice. In the heat. So I lived on 39th and Gaffey. Okay. So I was right up from you. That was our first apartment as a married couple, me and my husband um, with our first child. And, uh, well, my first child, our, you know, we had a, I have my stepdaughter as well, and she loved that place also. Um, but yeah, it, it went on hot days. All you had to do was like open the windows and it was like, 
Oof, perfect. So nice. Yeah. That side of town has the best climate for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that San Pedro has like microclimates like that. Because when you're on one side of town compared to the other, you definitely can tell that there's a big difference. Totally. Yeah. And um, what were your interests in high school? Uh, I was an athlete, so loved soccer, um, played in, played high school, played club soccer, so took a lot of my time. Um, I'm also was going to Disneyland, big Disney Disney guy, so Friday nights where we got a pass, and Friday nights we were going to Disney every Friday. Instead of going to like the football games or sporting events, we would, me and my friends would end up going to Disneyland and spending just hours up there. Did you ever work there? No, I, I definitely was thinking about it when I was in college. I always feel college. like there's always like that transitional. Take some breaks and then you go come back to it full circle. Yeah, one of my friends actually did get a job there and he he's loved it. Um, but yeah, definitely, I think that's like my retirement. Like when I don't need to work anymore <laughs> and I retire, it's like I'm gonna go be like even a custodian, just like a yeah, like a anything. greeter, the balloon yeah. guy, anybody. Yeah, I I went to high school actually in Huntington Beach, so I I was pretty much I grew up here, but um, I always went to private school, and my parents wanted me in a Christian private school. We got a lot of Catholic private schools here, yeah. <laughs> so she um, they put me in a, a, a Brethren Christian High School, which is in Huntington Beach, and so I had a lot of friends from Orange County. They all had Disney passes, so I relate to this a lot because I got a Disney pass in high school too, and we would all just go there on Friday night. Yeah, you couldn't beat it. Some sometimes you just go for food, free entertainment yeah, shows, just for roller like coasters. a couple rides and hanging out and that was it yeah yeah the, the vibe the environment in that place it was really awesome and what else, I mean what else are we gonna do on a Friday night I mean it's the best the best entertainment you can get yeah I mean uh, what else are like some teenagers gonna we're just gonna get into trouble you yeah, know agreed. at least if we're at Disney we can be busy and having fun yeah know? having a blast mm-hmm. oh, man, that's awesome. mm-hmm. um, and then uh, so you were an athlete did you, you played in soccer and were there any other sports you were interested in? Uh, mainly soccer. I went out for football my senior year, but I only made it through like the summer training, and mm-hmm. it was going to affect you know my my ability to play soccer in college. So there were some scholarship offers that I basically had to like be prepared for because if I play football, get injured, they're just like, hey, this yeah. is going to happen. Yeah. So I decided that after doing the football summer, I had to let the coaches know like hey, I got to stick with the soccer. You know, mm-hmm. it's my bread and butter. It's what I love to do. Um, what I, position did you play? I was goalie. Hey, I was goalie. So, and for the for the people that I'm only five five, so I'm on the shorter side. So I, my career was going to be short lived anyways after high school. But I, I just like you said, I loved doing it. My oldest brother played professional, so that's how I got into it in the wow. first place. Um, so I was I was a goalie because he was a forward, and that's the fates had that from the time that I was born because he used to just. Stick Did me he as just a like babe. shoot you, shoot at you all the time? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, as a, as a little kid, it was like he put me in between two chairs, and it was just like, <laughs> all right, let me hit it. So it started from there, and then it grew into this, you know, beautiful rivalry. So he always had somebody to play with. My dad was always my coach, and I feel like the only reason I was ever goalie is because he needed extra time with a goalie to train them. And who who like the easiest person to get extra time with is your daughter. So I always trained to be goalie, and um, that was my thing. I mean, he would kick like balls at my face until <laughs> I wasn't scared of them anymore you know and then he would just come and knock me down so I didn't care you know like I wasn't scared of falling down or like getting dirty you know and I think that was I don't know there was a part of that that just felt so cool 
Yeah, that's how I was with obviously hanging out with my older brother. It was just like, it was so nice because I knew that it, he always would want to do it. So mm-hmm. it was like perfect opportunity for us to hang out, be able to do that. So we always had, luckily, we always had backyards so we could do it there. Front yard, uh, all the neighborhood kids would come. We were definitely that house where everybody on the neighborhoods, around the neighborhoods, would come and hang out at our place and mm-hmm. play sports and swim in the pool and all that other stuff. So it was really fun. What, how many siblings did you have? Was it you and your brother? So there's five of us total. I had, I had two older brothers. There's me, a younger brother, and a youngest sister. Mm-hmm. So And then we always had cousins living with us or foreign exchange students. Our house was always packed with wow. tons of people. Wow, I love yeah. this house. I want to go to this house. Yeah, we have a, we have a crazy background. My dad is a tour manager for um, classic rock bands. So grew up, he was on tour when I was growing up, but the big ones like Fluid Mac, uh, Shaka Khan, so no way. Yeah. this is so cool yeah so uh, that was another interest what of mine growing up mm-hmm. yeah music yeah and what about your mom uh, my mom just was full-time uh, caretaker um, which you could imagine with five kids that are super active and all pretty close in age yeah super busy that's a full-time job round-the-clock job <laughs> yeah definitely was the one that would volunteer at her school to take us on field trips and everything yeah. else so she kept super busy taking care of all of us and trying to get us all over the place I love this family I love your mom your dad I love it yeah yeah I love that dynamic and then having kind of I mean she just sounds so great because she had you're saying all these people are at your house who was feeding them your mom yep. you know oh yeah who was like taking care of them who was like keeping an eye on yeah. things your mom yeah yeah Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, those were back in the days, too, when you would do, like, the 25-cent cheeseburger or hamburgers for McDonald's and the 35-cent. So she'd run up, up the street, grab a bunch of those for us, and just gobble us down. Mm-hmm. Just How you, how else are you going to feed 30 people, an army of young kids? Yeah, no yeah. Kidding, right? Right. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then you ended up getting a soccer scholarship? So I ended up going to Dominguez Hills. Um, so the couple of schools I was looking at, like I said, my height kind of interfered with mm-hmm. me being able to get a scholarship. I wanted to go to Northridge where my brother went, uh, but once again, it was just, I'm just 5'5". Five five. Like, no matter how good I was, it was just never going to pres- kind of go to the next level. I was, fingers crossed, the whole entire way, uh, even went out to try to play at Dominguez Hills, but once again, just didn't didn't pan out, yeah. um, which was fine because I got super social, um, and that's actually how I got enrolled into the fitness world. Mm. Um, Bally Total Fitness was on campus doing one of their recruiting things, and uh, they're like, hey, well... You know, you, I remember that. You yeah. can get you can get certified and you know start training people and making good money. So I was like, oh, this sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. So um, that's how I ended up even thinking about getting into the fitness world. Originally, I went to school to um, be a therapist. Oh. I really wanted to, you know, I thought that was the way that I wanted to go. You know, be able to help people, um, you know, with their problems. You know, I just that was always my passion is just yeah. basically help people. Right. And that's like usually the avenue in which you could go about, right? Yeah. Going through. So then you got into training through this like on-campus recruiter. Mm -hmm. Did you go immediately into personal training? Yeah. So at Bally's, I got hired on as a trainer, and then rapidly got promoted. Uh, I I love working. So this the three thirty a.m. thing is always something that I've done anyway. So I'd be like the first one in the club, and then I'd be the last one out of the club. So oh, just wow. spending all my time there, just I love being around fitness and when you say people. club, you mean the gym? Yeah, the gym. <laughs> I'm like the I clubs. was at the club yeah. at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, the wrong club. <laughs> yeah, I'd have the gyms. Really, just meeting members. I knew that it was a career path that I wanted to take serious, and mm-hmm. the only way that you can really find new clients is by being there. Mm-hmm. 
So I wanted to make sure I was a face. And yeah. so anytime anybody had questions, it was like, oh, I can help you with that machine or hey, I can help you with that goal. And that's how I was able to build up a lot of clientele and kind of rapidly move up in the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We haven't really talked about that, but it is a hustle to yeah. like, I mean, you're kind of selling yourself, you know, you kind of got to, you got to get your own clients and, you know, to make, to make money and to really establish yourself. It's a hustle. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I really tell a lot of young trainers as they're getting certified and everything else is it really is a lot of stuff you're not getting paid for it's you spend more time trying to when you first get into the industry talking to people and helping people for free so that they can ask you to do sessions especially at the big corporate gyms Uh, they're not great at being like oh let me set you up they're they're hiring people at such a rapid rate that they just basically know that there's going to be one or two out of the ten they hire that's going to go get their own clientele and the other eight will just quit or find another job. Yeah. So it really is a hustle and bustle for those big corporate gyms. Yeah. And people get burned down. I've seen a lot of great trainers stop training because they spend more time doing the stuff that they didn't weren't prepared for, which is walking around trying to start up conversations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, ta- we talk about that in yeah. one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great place for some people to start as long as it's a stepping stool. I don't want to mm-hmm. you know, step on the corporations too much, mm-hmm. but they really do just filter in people so rapidly that they're not spending time actually developing you, mm-hmm. um, which does play a factor in how long you can stay there because it's sink or swim. Yeah. Right. I've worked at a gym before, and I remember being told that the, the personal training role, it's like very high turnover. And really, I was there for a few years, and there was only a handful that actually were there was there the whole time. A lot of come and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely see that a lot. Yeah, okay. and like what, um, for you, what was the motivator to keep going at it? Um, I really I really got to have some great clients up mm-hmm. front that were awesome, where it really, their lives greatly improved. So some of the people that I got involved with first had goals like being able to walk their granddaughter down the aisle for a wedding, right? So that was one of those ones that like right off the back, and I was like, when it was a, a thing, it's like, okay, I cannot leave this world. Yeah. I was like, I want to do this more. Right. So that really drove me to be like, okay, this is this is something that I think I want to be my career path because sitting in a room talking is great, but I really did start seeing that I could do more than just be able to listen and give people tools. I can find that release for them or be able to help them in more ways than just one. You're saying sitting in a room talking as far as like your idea to go into therapy and be a therapist, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've said this to Jess, like I feel like, if I were to get personally trained, it would be half therapy because yeah. I would just be <laughs> an emotional I mean, wreck. Like, yeah, and <laughs> uh-huh. now that we hear these stories, like it seems physical activity, physical, like whether it be training, whether it be mm-hmm. fitness, whatever, that that is a form of therapy for your mind, like mm-hmm. for mental health. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. Also, you mentioned too um, before that like how vulnerable you have to get to kind of, you know, break through some of your physical barriers, you know? Um, so yeah. And you're like showing up and you're having to test your character, test your like self. Too. Your mental strength. So I totally see this. And I think if anything, like, I mean, I'm, we're, both of us are super proponents of therapy. We're all about mental health and like Same. doing what's good for you and your mind, body, and soul. But it's, like, great to also sometimes you're, like, itching for the just tell me what to do. And you go to a gym and they'll tell you what to do. Yes. <laughs> they'll really tell you, like, go do this. And you think, like, okay, this is for my muscle. This is for my – but in reality, it's testing your character. It's, mm-hmm. like, building on it. Yeah, and you actually just touched on a huge thing of that is of mine. So um, Elite Triangle Fitness, the reason why it's called Elite Triangle Fitness is the triangle is the strongest geometrical shape when all sides are balanced. Mm-hmm. 
So the mental side, the physical side, and the spiritual side. Mm. So that's what we really preach when I started the business. That's something that I wanted to make sure that I focused on, and that's why I put it right in the name. Mm-hmm. Also, the triangle is a universal symbol for change. Mm. So that's it just all that's fit true. so perfectly yeah. for what I wanted my facility to represent. So we do focus on... Like I said, the mental side, the physical side, and the spiritual side. For some people that aren't religious, we talk about your spiritual side being your community, right? So if you think about religion, it's just about the people that you want to share your love with. Mm -hmm. So that's that final corner of the triangle that we want to make sure that we help people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a a religion or a faith that you practice? Is that an active part of your your life? So, yeah, I'm Catholic. Mm -hmm. I don't go to church as much as I should. Mm -hmm. I'm so, if, you know, one of the priests are listening to this and they're like, we don't ever see him. I do pray and meditate. Yeah. I really do feel like that's an important part of my life. Mm-hmm. I can see where other people and other, um, like meditation and prayer being very similar. Mm-hmm. It's just that, that time where you're basically releasing your feelings. And that's where I feel like religion ties in for me is being able to just, when I need to just hand off my baggage for a second, just so I can take a breath and then I'm giving it back, you know, with a new strength to be able yeah. to carry it further. Yeah. Totally. I feel like, I did yoga, and they tie in that spirituality aspect where it's like you're setting an intention. You're there for, like, when you're working through it, they would say, remember your intention. Like, work through that. So it's cool to see it in, like, other forms, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with uh, with our facility, right, sometimes you just need to – we do uh, slam balls, and we use the sledgehammer. Cause sometimes you need to get out those emotions, and that's a big component of what we talk about when we're exercising. There's burning calories, and you're going to create, obviously, a deficit in your body so that you can get rid of fat. But there's also anxiety and depression. There's anger that you need to get rid of, and we want to make sure we're doing activities that produce – that type of release so that your body and mind both feel the benefits of this exercise. Mm-hmm. So. This is so inspiring. Yeah. It's very much inspiring for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, right? <laughs> We're, yeah, I'm getting like, close to thinking. I might go. And so now I can easily, like, you know, translate that toward physical activity I think yeah I think I mentioned before like I really did focus on mental health and like kind of getting my um mental stability like this or last year I should say it was really about personal growth you know and I feel like this year it's starting to very much tie into that next step which is like okay the next best thing for your mental and emotional growth is you need to get physical as well you know um which is yeah it's very cool and it's 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 very evident (laughs) yeah and you really do have to get vulnerable and I think it's a hard place for people to get because they feel when they're making that change they're doing it because I don't like this about myself Mm -hmm. but realistically what you're saying when you're saying hey I want to go seek help from somebody else is I love myself enough that I want to improve on my Mm -hmm. foundation Mm -hmm. and that's definitely something we talk about when people set their goals their intentions at the gym yeah is that is is making sure that the word the verbiage is right so that they're saying it always in a positive aspect because people come in and be like I don't like this about myself and that type of mentality is going to be really hard to create sustainable lifestyle lifestyle changes because of the fact that you're just doing it out of pure dislike where if you loved it I mean if you were going to wake up and do something that you love every single day hang out with friends go to Disneyland be easy it'd be a snap nothing positive i feel like ever is sustainable um if it comes out of shame you know if it comes from a place of shame if you're approaching something with the aspect of shame it's not gonna make you want to do that thing you know but if you're coming from a place of love it will i feel like it's just more attainable and sustainable agreed Mm -hmm. my very minimal like knowledge of just a gym the culture like all of that is very much skewed based off of like media things that I've seen etc and it's always been based off of 
I don't like something about my body, I gotta change it, and therefore you go to the gym and that's your mechanism. Yeah. And like, I never related to that, I always was very averse, because I was like, I don't wanna feel like I'm a hamster on a wheel, like, you know, just going, going, yeah. going, and like, so, but it's like, interesting, you're totally shifting that whole entire framework that I have about gyms and training and all of that. Yeah, it, and like I said, it, it really, it just from the, I went to the YMCA camp and that's where I got a lot of self-development from. So mm-hmm. once again, another beautiful San Pedro staple, the YMCA kid camps, spending seven days in Big Bear Very on self-growth cool. and everything else. Oh, I love that. So really that shaped as well of, of who I am and the goals that I set for my clients. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, like you said, it really is. The media has portrayed it in these in this such a, a negative light because they definitely want to make tons of money off of quick fixes, right? Like how, what what diet pill can I get you on? What machine can I get you to buy? Instead of actually digging into the real reason why people get into fitness and the real reason people want to get into health, which is a lot of times is, you know, confidence, mm-hmm. right? Feeling good mm-hmm. about themselves. And that's a huge component, right? So making sure that people realize that like we don't let our clients say that they're fat. Mm-hmm. You have fat, which is fine. Everybody has it, but you are mm-hmm. not fat. You are a person. You're beautiful. So we're going to focus on you being a person and how can we better this person. Yeah. So mm-hmm. really, like I said, diving into a lot of that. Yeah. I never like that word either. And I like, I, I know that people are trying to use it to kind of be more inclusive of people because, you know, all sizes are beautiful, but I, I, I never liked that word. It's the F word in my house. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I absolutely love that approach. And I think that's great. I think for me, the reason why I do, I really, it has been so long is because I never wanted to go to the gym or work on my physical, I want to say like my physique, if you will, Mm -hmm. because I didn't feel good about my body. I was like, nope, that's not the reason I want to do it. If I'm going to do it, it's going to be because I love my body And I want to have a healthy self. You know, I want to envision myself five years from now. And that's, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. So that's why I was like, I'm not doing it until I'm doing it for the right reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to go into like what inspired. So you mentioned the YMCA camp. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit more about like, yeah, the journey from YMCA camp to Elite Triangle. Yeah, it's it's a pretty wild story. So the YMCA was a big part of my childhood. Uh... Really spending this couple summers up there, I was a camper, and then I became a CIT, then I became a counselor, and then I became a director. So really hyper-involved in the program and just, once again, watching friends and where they went. And then as I got into a counselor role, watching where some of the campers went and some of the stuff mm-hmm. in a week, how much they grew with the self-development. And then from the director standpoint, watching the camp itself be able to grow into the new era of how to actually impact more people's lives yeah. was really awesome. And then at that time, I unfortunately had my oldest brother got cancer. So the company that I was working for at the time, and I won't say their name, uh, pretty much told me, hey, if anything happens, we'll, we'll be there for you. You'll be able to take the appropriate time off. Uh, this was not Bally's at this time. I already moved on to another company. Um, and then he passed away. And I'm so sorry. Yeah, so my brother Ryan passed away of uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and I thought the company was going to have my back. And they basically said, hey... Unfortunately, in the role that you have, we can't give you this time off. And in California at the time, you weren't a guaranteed bereavement. Mm -hmm. So because he was my brother, I was not entitled to time off. So I had to kind of make a decision on what I wanted to do. So I told them, hey, I'll be back and I'll let you guys know. And they took that as pretty much that I was quitting. So when I showed back up, they were like, oh, no, you're no longer part of this company. So 
I was like, okay, it was really hard times. And I realized that when people found out that I wasn't working for the company anymore, they started texting me and saying, hey, we still want to be training with you. Like, are you going to go somewhere else? Like, what gym? And I really needed to be there for my family. So going into another gym and trying to put all that time back in there, being there from sunup to sundown wasn't going to be an option. So I decided, hey, I, if you guys are okay with it, we can come to my apartment I, in my living room. We'll just do some quick sessions. And that's kind of where it even started for me to start my own business. It was almost out of necessity, not even something that I was really thinking, hey, I'm going to build into my own business eventually. It was like, okay, how can I be there for my family and also be able to provide for myself? Mm -hmm. So that's where Elite Triangle Fitness was born. And I really, as I was working with these people, started having more of that YMCA and, and development with these clients come into play because now I wasn't tied by the corporation saying, hey, this is our mission. This is our goal. You need to follow this. I realized, well, you're dealing with a and a clean plate. You get to decide how and where and what you do with these clients. So mm -hmm. um, that's where I started tying in everything that I learned from my childhood, from my parents, from Camp Whittle, from all my soccer coaches, and was able to tie it into something that is now Elite Triangle Fitness mm -hmm. many, many years later. Wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Did Elite Triangle Fitness, did it establish itself in your apartment, or did it take some time to then build it? Oh, no, it established, it established itself in my apartment. I realized, like, hey, I'm just going to make a corporation out of this. Yeah. And I was super excited because I was like, why not? So I incorporated before I even had a facility and then realized as I was doing it, if I was going to actually grow this to be a business as, you know, time passed, I was going to have to, you know, progress on. So I moved to an apartment that had a gym inside of it. Mm -hmm. uh, the crazy, it's a crazy story. So I moved into an apartment that had a gym in it and the apartment was like, you can't train out of, out of our facility you can't operate a business out of it so they didn't really let me renew my lease so then I was like okay I need a storefront yeah. so I subleased a storefront with a person that was going to be doing um like herbal supplements okay. so I was like oh awesome well they didn't pay their portion of rent so I was the landlord came was like hey like unless you're going to make up the difference we're going to have to evict you so I got evicted from that spot oh next thing I know I'm training at the park and it was uh, Eastview Park, which is the dog park behind, which is now Chase Bank, used mm -hmm. to be Coco's. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I was training there, and one day as I was driving home, I passed the Worldport Business Plaza, where my location currently is, mm -hmm. and there was a big sign that said they had places for lease, so I ended up calling the number and meeting with them and finding a warehouse that was the perfect size, and when I first moved in there, I just had just couple dumbbells so the warehouse and some of the early photos are just like a huge warehouse and you just see some dumbbells in the corner ah. but I was able to build up with my clientele and they stuck with me and were very gracious a lot of people donated stuff to me so that I can actually create a full facility wow that's incredible that's awesome. super inspiring thanks how long have you been at that location so I've been in the Worldport Business Plaza for nine years now wow so yeah. you've, you've been there you've really settled into that place yeah that's, that's incredible yeah and like I said the first couple years were really rocky there was a lot of points where it was like okay like are you sure you want to do this because once again like I said every time I would it would start going and it would just fall again and then I was like okay well just try again try again try again and so that's one of the things about being a business owner that was really that I don't think anybody warned me about is like you're gonna have to start and stop time and time again and mm. that was a really good lesson that I was able to learn because now when hardships come up, I go, okay, this is a part of the journey, right? It's just another wave to ride. Yeah. yeah. That's actually, that's, 
that's a really good thing to keep in mind because I I've said this before. I'm very much like an all or nothing person, you know. So if it's like I miss something and there's like a lack of consistency, it's like okay, I guess I'm done, you know. It's like it's over. But uh, but I'm learning with this podcast too. I, I feel like so much of it resonated because I did have a couple strong years going by myself. Pandemic hit and I took a long break. But um but like you said, it's just part of the journey. So and there'll be more bumps in the road, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I read a lot of biographies and autobiographies, and one of the ones, just tying it back to Disney again, I read Walt Disney's. Mm-hmm. I, I got on a on a five book Walt Disney kick, and some of the stuff that he had to go through made me realize, like, wow, you literally haven't had to suffer in your business. He went through so much to be able to build what he had, yeah. time and time again, and I can't believe. Oh yeah. How how often he was so close to it, literally just ending yeah it was so close always to just blowing up and you kind of have to be like a lunatic about your dream you know like almost delusional to make it happen and just like that persistence is really inspiring yeah yeah Yeah. the road is never this straight like clear paved road Mm -hmm. it's always like a trail and it's circling around all those hurdles until you finally get to a point that most people then celebrate and are like, wow, yeah. you're here, you know? Yeah, and like we may, we may, we're just getting introduced. You you know, I, I see you as like an established gym owner in the community. But meanwhile, like you've, you've already gone through all of those like hard times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just see the, what you are now. But there's so much behind that, and there's so much like hardship in the journey. Yeah. But you're here, yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely it's it's definitely made me who I am. It's made the business who what it is, mm-hmm. and you really look back and you enjoy it. That all those up and down because once again, it's just like you made it right, and you know the next one's coming. But if you're able to get over that hurdle, you know you can go over the next one. The pandemic mm-hmm. was a huge hurdle for us. Um, and being able to get through it, my clientele was so graceful because they basically hired me to do their meal preps for them. A couple of them hired me to be movers. Like they were like, hey, we're going to make sure that you survive during this. You can't have your gym operating. But here, we'll do everything under the sun to make sure that you can have some sort of way to be able to feed yourself. So, oh, wow. yeah, it was my clientele really came through for me to be able to do just odd jobs everything from like I said meal prepping cooking cleaning I was like whatever you guys need hire me out I'll do it so wow I love that yeah yeah that's That's incredible how big was your um client like how how many people members I guess um yeah so we've we've been up and down like every gym uh you know at our peak we were close to getting to 100 members and then the pandemic hit so it kind of wiped us back down a lot of them came back a lot of them started home gyms uh some of them moved into moved to other states so we're definitely building back up and we're also in the middle of kind of reformatting a little bit because i want to be able to impact more people's lives so Mm -hmm. that's another reason why we're building back up to that like hundred number but in Mm -hmm. just a different capacity Mm, okay I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about your like physical how you approach fitness and you know from I guess what you offer in your gym what's your approach to fitness what is your you know philosophy on it how do people interact with fitness in your gym so with ours we we tailor everything to the individual and we're looking at everything from the individual needs from exercise standpoint nutritional standpoint and motivation and accountability standpoint So we are reformatting. We used to do personal training, uh, but there's only so many hours in a day. Um, So I wanted to figure out a way that I can better help more people and impact more lives. And that's why I ended up after the pandemic switching to small groups and large groups. Mm -hmm. Our large group format is 
thing about like boot camp, hit circuit, it's pre-planned beforehand to be just a really good sweat. We're still working with individual clients' needs. So our coaches are on the floor modifying based upon people's goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they have injuries, we're having them do rehabilitation at stations where say they have like a hurt shoulder and they can't do shoulder presses. Instead of doing that, we're actually having them do a rehabilitation exercise that will help benefit their shoulder. Um, where the small group is very specific to their goals. So it's not pre-planned. We know exactly what goals they're working on, and so we program for them on that level. Mm -hmm. So that's the exercise side. On the nutritional side, we have an app that allows us to see what our clients are eating, the food that they're intaking. And I always tell people it's not out of shame, so just take a picture. If you have, you know, cinnamon rolls, that's fine. It's just finding out, okay, what are you eating and how can we benefit that, right? Is it portion? Is it adding protein into a heavy carb meal? And making sure that we're understanding what they're currently eating before we make adjustments. Mm. So it's not, hey, here's the meal plan that I eat that's going to get you results. Or here's the meal plan that got, you know, John results. This is, what are you eating? What are you normally shopping for? Because the smaller we make the change in the mind, the more it's going to just stick. If we shift it too much, the mind fights that and feels it goes into a scarcity mindset. And then all you want to do is just go back to the old way it was. So we want to make sure that we're not creating that. And then also, too, once again, not creating shame. There's no shame in enjoying food. It really is something that your body and your mind responds well to. It's just Mm -hmm. making sure that we're balancing out are we eating for emotions or are we eating to fuel our bodies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is resonating because we were talking about New Year's resolutions and yeah. our approach being like oh, yeah. more incremental, like small at a time. So for for me, definitely. I told Jess, I was like, it's going to be habits. It's going to be like one at a time breaking habits. You know what I mean? I will build myself up to like drinking as much water as I need to, you know, all my healthy meals a day. Yeah. I, I got these for motivating us. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I got her one of two. And I do, I love it. I am behind right now. (laughs) (laughs) Water break. Yeah. There you go. Um, But yeah, I think for me, that's the approach that I would need to take is like, I need to go small because I know when I go hard and I go all in, it is over by February. You know what I mean? Like I am done with it. And then I'm like, don't talk to me about it until next year, you know? Oh yeah. I just like, I burn out so fast, you know? And again, I'm very all or nothing. So it's like... I know that I have to do incremental changes and I want to do them so that I can actually keep up with it. So even if it's just like, oh, I only drink one of these a day or two of these a day, that's a celebration and it's better than before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really where, like you said, incremental changes, one thing at a time, it's really, really important. And that's, like I said, that individual level. And the last part uh, is the accountability, right? The motivation. So mm-hmm. with a lot of our clients, that's where the bread and butter of our program where you see a lot of success is, is, is making sure that we're only having them adjust certain areas of their lifestyle one at a time, as well as making sure we're motivating them in the right way. So mm-hmm. sometimes I have to tell people, like, you're not, you can't come five days a week. I don't want you five days a week. I need you doing three days a week here, and I need you two, two days where you're doing a hobby or something that you love so that you, this becomes worth it. So uh, one of my clients, gardening, that's, that's her two days a week that she's not at the gym. She's gardening. She's taking pictures of uh, her gardening sprout and everything else. So staying active because that's what she really loves to do. Okay. So this app that you're talking about, people mm-hmm. get to like track what they're doing and what they're eating through this app. Yeah. I get to be with them 24 um, seven, yeah. which a lot of my clients love. So if they have questions for us, mm-hmm. they can send me a message. It goes onto the app. 
it tracks if they do steps, if they are what they're eating. Mm. Uh, so many different activities, everything from golfing to dancing to gardening. You can literally put in like, this is my gardening time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way we're able to see, are you actually doing the things that are going to be beneficial for you? It also has mm-hmm. um, habit building. So I can assign habits for people to focus on. So water obviously is a big habit that we usually recommend for people mm-hmm. uh, reading a book. So people that have done the Heart 75, you know, increasing your knowledge. A lot of our clients, it's, once again, what, what do you love to do? Mm-hmm. We find that people love art and they haven't drawn a single thing since they were in high school. And it's like, well, that's your Friday nights. You're not coming to work out Friday night. You need to draw something for me and take a picture of it. Yeah. And really to see the results, not only f- like mentally, but the physically, their body starts feeling so much better mm-hmm. that the body starts changing because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So I'm starting to see the the triangle there. You know what I mean? Like it really isn't just fitness. It is like a full, like full circle. Well, full triangle, triangle. Yeah. full <laughs> triangle. Like all the points are covered, you know, where it's like, we're, we're improving your body, not just by fitness, but by also taking care of your, your mind mentally and your emotions and feeding your soul with what you love to do. Yeah. Yeah. Getting steps in is a big one. And you know where the best place to get 10,000 steps without thinking about it? Where? Disneyland. Disneyland. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so my clients at a passes, they go with their kids and it's like, you're going to, you're going to get 10,000 steps. You go there, you're getting 10,000 steps. For I, sure. I used to think about that. I was like, I told my cousin, um, cause you know, she's, she's really good at like fitness. She's pretty regular. She's like always, you know, if she falls off the wagon, she gets right back on, you know, and she has no problem with it. Um, she invites me sometimes. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> but I was like, we went to Disneyland one time. I was like, this would be a great place to work out. Yeah. Like we could literally just like have activities or like routes or obstacle courses yeah. you know throughout this whole thing or we could race from one side to the other and then get on a ride yeah. you know or just like enjoying the park I, yeah. mean, I think it's like the distraction when you're yeah. walking it's like there's so many things that your mind is not focused on you yeah. walking mm-hmm. as like the thing you're doing yeah definitely you're looking at all the attractions all the rides all the yeah. shows and I think when we used to go the most I think we ever got in one day there was like 35,000 steps which is wow. a ton but really, without even trying, it was always close to 20,000. You just mm-hmm. walk from one side of the park to the other. But like you said, you're, you're not thinking about how much you're, you're walking. You're just thinking about, I want to get to this ride. I want to experience this attraction, this right, food. Yeah. So it really does, you get a lot of steps there. So I tell people all the time, like, don't, don't get a gym membership. Get a Disney pass. <laughs> just go there on the regular. You'll be able to get your 10,000 steps, no problem. But it really is like stuff that we we're able to track with our clients and, and include into their program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something you said earlier at the beginning was that um, there's so many gyms here and you would like to see more gyms available for Pedro, but it's like similar to therapy. It's like you're shopping around to find something that like suits kind of like your mentality, what works for you, where you resonate or what, you know, is, um, hits home. And I feel like listening to this, for me, this is like, this is totally out my language. I love all this, like, you know, mind, body, soul. Like, I'm all about that whole holistic approach. And, um, but I can see how there's, like, all these other very other areas or mm-hmm. other gyms that can meet other people's needs. Who For them, they're like, no, I'm good on this. Like, I just need a place to go work out, you know, or yeah. I just need a community or competition yeah like people want to get competitive and people want to be pushed to their limits and you know I'm like I'm just trying to be healthy and not try to (laughs) yeah and it's definitely something we Mm -hmm. do interview people that come into our facility to see if it's going to be a good fit for them and one of the things that I'm very protective of the people that are in my facility because they are not trying to be competitive Mm -hmm. 
and I let people know. Ricky and Eddie have been doing CrossFit before CrossFit was a thing yeah. at Heyday. Uh, definitely, like, people slamming, slamming around weights, and people are like, what are these guys doing? This is crazy. And then CrossFit blew up, and they definitely were ahead of the game, but it's definitely a great facility. It, when anyone was like, do you do CrossFit at your gym? I don't. It was never a passion of mine. I could do the movements and everything else, but it's just not what I love. Mm-hmm. And I know they love it, so it's yeah. like, go check out Heyday. You'll love it there if, if CrossFit's what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, say, like, obviously, kickboxing. We do offer a yoga class, but we don't always, We don't have a ton of yoga classes, times at our gym. Mm-hmm. So when people ask that, Pilates, bar mm-hmm. classes, right? I know all the other gyms, and I'm like, these are great ones yeah. for you because we don't offer it. Right. Yeah. Other people think our gym's a little too, you know, rah rah preachy, and that's I'm like, that's great, yeah, that's what that's what I am. I'm glad yeah. that people see that, and that's like you said, the competition for some people is what they need. I see that a lot with ex athletes, a lot with ex military, right? Like they want to really be pushed to their max. They want to be fighting with someone next to them in a good way. Well, that's yeah, that, yeah, right? like, totally that's not my gym. Yeah, and that's where, like I said, I love that all these places have uh-huh. popped up. Yeah, and I would totally resonate to one that's more that more caters to like my mental health and like motivates me yeah. emotionally and like kind of takes care of me emotionally. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what I would need. Definitely come by. <laughs> yeah, we love We're that. Getting all these class invites, Jess. I know. <laughs> You ladies are going to be busy. Yeah, okay. Um, no, but this resonates so much for me. Like, I'm hearing you, and I'm like, and I love this. I love that it's opening my mind, because it, to be honest, like, I'm definitely not someone who goes to the gym regularly or does an activity or hasn't recently since I've moved here, but um, it's nice to open my mind and resonate with, like, things that I'm like, oh, there's various ways to go about it. Yeah. It's not this one singular yeah. idea, and um, mm-hmm. it can be beyond yoga and Pilates, which I think oftentimes gets tailored. Yeah. Being like, oh, you're a girl, you want to get fit? Go to yoga, go mm-hmm. to Pilates, go do a bar method class. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, this is cool. Let's make sure we're getting everything that you offer okay. out there for, for anyone listening. Um, and then we'll move into some of our more Pedro questions. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, so with what we offer, like I said, the small groups and large groups, mm-hmm. we do offer online training as well. So I train people that don't necessarily live in San Pedro. Once again, through our app, we're able to assign workouts for people to do at their home gyms, on their own, even with just with body weight. So it walks them through it. It has the videos on there so that they can follow that. And then, like I said, in-house, large groups, uh, maxing out at 15, we want to make sure that we're still able to actually coach individuals. Anything after that, it just becomes just a little bit too tough on the coaches to be able to make sure everyone's got the proper form, getting the proper adjustments, using the proper weights. And then, like I said, the small group is really personal training, but you're just not, you're basically sharing that trainer. So yeah. they're not counting the reps for you, but they're designing the program. They're making sure your form's good. Once you get your form good, they're working with the next person. Yeah. Once again, it also helps create that community inside the facility. So people that are working even on that smaller scale, they they know who's going to be there in their time frames. And you know, like, hey, my friend's going to be waiting for me. If I don't show up today at 6 a.m., they're going to be missing me. I'm definitely so. a social person as far as like, I mean, I, I like... I will procrastinate on myself. I mm-hmm. won't commit to myself, but I will commit to like meeting up with somebody going for a walk or like doing a workout together if I'm doing it with someone else. <laughs> yeah. And then all our programs include the nutritional information. So like I said, I, nutritional plan, but really self-tailored to the individual. So mm-hmm. we, we team up with a couple. There's a lot in San Pedro to do meal prep and, and cooking and all those other great things. We want to make sure that we're just tailoring to the individual. If you have a busy lifestyle, life we want to make sure we're preparing you for that so mm. gonna maybe recommend some of those places to do meal prep if you're somebody that works from home or an office where you can have food stored 
we'll recommend that. But we do do nutrition consults, meal meal plans, grocery mm-hmm. lists as well. And then, like I said, that motivation, I can't really call it therapy because I'm not a licensed therapist, but really, like I said, being there on a level for everybody more than just inside the gym as well as outside the gym, mm-hmm. motivating them, a lot of clients on their rough days. Like how do, you know, when clients are having rough days, it feels good to know that somebody's like, you can literally send me a message and say, hey, I'm having a rough day. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And I can offer them, you know, the best advice that I can as far as like, hey, maybe you need to read a book. Maybe you need to meditate. Maybe you do mm-hmm. need to get in here and just slam the ball down. I'm here. Come and let's just slam yeah. some stuff on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it really is, like I said, that's all the things that I offer, just really the whole scope of exercise, uh, mental, and like I said, the nutritional side as well. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Speaking of nutrition, can you t- touch a bit about Arbon? Oh, yeah. So with Arbon, really, they have a really good program. Um, it's like the Whole30. It's the quickest way that I could describe it to people as far as like their um, nutrition program goes. So you're supplementing shakes into some meals as well as making a lot of swaps. So you take out a lot of processed foods and you try to put more whole foods in. Mm-hmm. And they have just a great list of better quality products that you can buy from Sprouts, Target's beginning to hold more of those products as well. Mm -hmm. So with that, you follow this program that Arbonne offers, and it's really good, like I said, resetting your gut health. Um, They also have makeup, right? So all their products are vegan, Um, the skincare, all of that stuff. So I I stick with more of the nutritional side that has to do with health and fitness, but there are people like Sarah Brega that could definitely get into more of the makeup and skincare routine yeah. line. Really, it's like I said, it's such a great company um, to be able to have as like an additive to what I've been doing in the health and fitness world. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Um, well, something that we'd like to ask all of our guests, um, what are some concerns you have about the community or like, you know, areas of improvement that you see we have? And then on the flip side of that question, what excites you about the community? Um, One of the concerns I have is I see a lot of plans to, you know, to help grow Pedro, but we're we're an elbow. You don't have to go through us to get anywhere, so you really have to make it a destination where people have to come here for those unique experiences. So putting more big-name corporations inside of San Pedro I don't think helps San Pedro. I think really if you think about restaurants like Raffaello's, there's people that I've met in other states that have been to Los Angeles that know of Raffaello's because it's the only place you can get Raffaello's. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel the same way for like Busy Bee. Like any, anybody that you bring into town, you're like, oh, I got to take you to this great sandwich shop. It's called Busy Bee. So I really do feel that we need to be focusing on more finding these small businesses that are existing and figuring out a way to make them thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to see areas of um, improvement with places like Trainees opening Dockside on the other side. Raffaello's now has their new restaurant, but I'd definitely like to see more of these small businesses be given opportunity that some of these bigger, bigger corporations get with as far as zonings and how quick they get approvals on building building out restaurants compared to some of these mom and pops. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple mom and pop restaurants that I know for years were trying to expand and they can't get LA City to give them permits for their, res- their, mm-hmm. their kitchens or expansions mm-hmm. even for their dining rooms, but were able to knock down a building, build up a Starbucks in the time that some of these people were waiting three years. So yeah. that's an area that I, I fear that a lot of times LA City doesn't realize that they could really have this city boom Mm -hmm. by just realizing that the more mom and pops you make the more that people from outside will come yeah yeah um 
But on the excited side too as well, um, I do see that there's a lot of development. We're gonna have a really, the population here is only gonna boom. And I know for a lot of people it's like, oh my God, we're gonna have all these cars and all these, we got four or five high rises. I think that creates a lot of opportunities for small business. Mm-hmm. I think, once again, that, that abundant mindset, it's going to be really great to be able to have a community with more great individuals that are going to be able to hopefully share, you know, in both the economic but social aspect of mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. Everything you just said, everything you just said, I'm just like, yep, 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 yep. Because I agree with you on the concerns. I feel like, um, you know, we are creating this amazing place. It should be a destination totally agree i really don't want to see a lot of the big names i would love to see some maybe unique spaces maybe if they're bigger fine but like not not like what santa monica has not what hermosa beach has yeah. not what long beach has yeah. you know we we are unique and it should fit our unique identity if we are going to bring an outside place right that's how i feel yeah also you know there there i feel like i've heard of some some people some local small businesses getting the opportunity to be in the new development but at the price that only big corporations could pay. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, okay, are you giving us a, a real chance to, to exist in this space? Or are you treating us like, you know, there's no way a small pop could afford what, like, a Starbucks could afford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I just feel like if they're going to say they're going to give them a chance, they should give them a real chance and, like, meet them where they are. Totally. Maybe that means the square footage isn't as much, but I feel like they deserve, like, we deserve, our small businesses deserve to have a spot at that place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and definitely. I, and I liked what you said about, like, San Pedro's not an elbow, Right, mm-hmm. like you're—is that what you said, or you're saying like they're not a? So we're, we just—you're you, not going to drive through us to get anywhere. Exactly. Right? If, if you—if you're coming to San Pedro, you're coming to San Pedro. You're coming yeah. to visit it. You're coming to be a part of the community, whether it's for lunch down at the fish market or to go to the Korean Bell. But you're never like, oh, let's go to so and so, and then you're driving through there, and you're like, we'll just stop in this little town and get some food or enjoy so the view. So true. Right? Yeah, and so then making it a destination and allowing for that uniqueness, which is what has been created here mm-hmm. to really thrive. Totally. Yeah. I like that. And then that. on the other side of what you said, being excited, um, of course, we hear a lot of concern about the rise in population, especially from people like newcomers, you know, coming, maybe changing the culture a little bit. Like there's that fear. We've heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to your point, I mean, more people, more people to kind of welcome into our community, more people to spend more money here at our small businesses. Um, so, yeah, I completely agree. I think that's a really positive way to look at it. Yeah. And, and add to the, their touch and their element from the places that they came. And I really feel like if we do welcome them into us, usually that's going to get them to embrace more of what is the San Pedro community mm-hmm. and be a part of it because it feels welcoming. If you feel blocked from it, then you're like, well, I'm not a part of this. I need to create my own, yeah. you know, community or niche mm-hmm. or, you know, personality or vibe to this area. Or not feel invested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And go to like, I mean, I feel like it's so common for newcomers to come here and not actually get engaged into the community not to their far not to their fault or you know necessarily like maybe we we do have kind of a locals only mentality Mm -hmm. and i know that yeah i'm not a fan of that locals only i think we should be welcoming um but i do see the resistance and so they they insert themselves where their friends are which is going to be like in torrance or long beach and they don't spend time here yeah i mean exactly they don't spend time getting to know the community that they live in yeah yeah totally Mm -hmm. I'm in agreement. I don't know. I feel like I've got, I won the lottery meeting Amanda early. So yeah, and it's, it's 
it's really great in our community in my community of my gym it's actually surprising because i don't we do have people from pedro but i have so many people that are transplants here that move from east coast midwest yeah. that ended up in san pedro for one reason or another mm -hmm. working in aerospace but this was like the they beach town that they could you know oh, yeah. afford and be yeah. ready for and they're all wonderful people. I mean, this Boston College sweatshirt that I'm wearing was given to me from a client from Boston. Um, He's one of the nicest guys I've met. And man, he loves this town. And, you know, I love seeing how people really do think how great San Pedro is when they get the best version of it. That's right. The other thing, too, is like, um, I feel like new residents and transplants, they almost see what we have here better than we do sometimes. We take it for granted. Yeah. We, like, grew up here, you know? Um, and they kind of have fresh eyes, and they're like, this place is cool. Like, whenever Jess is like, that's so cool, I was like, really? Like, it just feels kind of normal to me. But she's lived, you know, in the Bay Area, New York, yeah. you know. She also grew up in the South Bay as well, but... Yeah, yeah it's remind me of, of our unique Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's amazing. I mean, it's a really cool city with very unique culture and unique, like, um, I'm blanking on the word. But anyways, it's like this amazing place and I'm like loving it. And it reminds me of so many places everywhere else, but all put together. And the people so far have been great. I have yet to experience any sort of like locals only mentality I'm not awesome. yeah, which glad. is amazing yeah I feel super welcomed and like hearing everyone talk like I and the concerns are always so valid to the in regards to overpopulation and or um changes where it becomes more corporation and less like small town community um which are all things that I'm also against because I wouldn't want that to change you know like that's what I love about this place mm -hmm. yeah, yeah definitely mm -hmm. cool so my question that I always like to ask people is Describe your favorite or your ideal San Pedro day. What time do you wake up and then walk us through? Ooh. Um, still, if, if it was an ideal San Pedro day, definitely be up sometime around 5 a.m. before the sunrise. I uh, love hearing if it's a foggy day, that'd be awesome. The foghorns always reminds me of home. And it doesn't matter where I am. As soon as I hear a foghorn, I'm thinking of San Pedro. And then going and watching the sunrise off of Friendship Park. So up in that area, um, after watching the sunrise, definitely a busy bee sandwich, uh, going down to Pearl Beach, hanging out down there. Um, and then if I was gonna finish, I'm a, I'm a big Think Prime guy um, on Western. So I like to spend my like evenings up there. Great happy hour. Uh, the owner, Kashi, is amazing. The service is always great. So realistically, we'd just be hanging out around town, um, starting super early, watching the sunrise from one spot and watching the sunset from another. Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh yeah. That's a great day. Yeah. I have yet to go to that steakhouse place. Oh, Think Prime. Yeah. yeah. Now they're, like, same thing. Kashi's had, uh, he had a restaurant down here. Think Bistro was originally his. Yeah. And so once again, just a, you know, Pedro story where he pretty much sold that one and moved his way up. And then that used to be the Tasman Sea and he bought it and turned it to Think Prime Steakhouse. And it's a great restaurant yeah. it looks super cool it looks really nice especially because we know what it looked like before <laughs> yeah um but yeah it looks really good i've only been there one time yeah one time for like a, a friend's birthday or something like that yeah 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 they, cool. their outdoor area is really he expanded on it which was really awesome and yeah then, with the little bistro lights too hanging yeah and there's happy hours just i mean there's so much on there you usually get a happy hour menu and it's like Limited. you know maybe one or two food items and one or two drinks i mean it's a full it's a massive happy hour menu so oh, i highly cool. recommend it uh, so all my clients too when they come in their transplants they're like where do you recommend and, and like i said obviously you got you know san Pedro brewing company and all those other ones but think prime's my 
highly, highly recommended place I send all my transplant clients. Nice. So what are you eating at uh, Think Pride? What's your favorite go-to meal? They have a burger that's really good. Their half-pound Angus burger happy mm-hmm. hour menu is so good, and the charcuterie board. Okay. Like, oh. that, that's like, when I go, they know. Those are the two things I'm ordering for sure. <laughs> wow. There's yeah. a lot of good... A lot of good items, but definitely those two are always on my table when I'm up there. Very awesome. Cool. Okay, I gotta go. My mom, my mom knows somebody who lives nearby, so she's been to a lot more places than I have, and she's gone there. And she was like, "It's so great, Jess. You have to go." Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down too. I feel like we need to go out for more. Actually, drinks. that's a great idea. Yeah, I think you know we always did coffee really because that's kind of the time we're getting together. But I think we need to go out for more drinks. Totally. And like get a feel for the nightlife here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. there's definitely great a lot of great places to get drinks and a lot of great places to sit down and socialize. That's what yeah. one of the things I like about the restaurants and bars here, right? Is it you it, that social aspect that you get where, you know, you go to Long Beach and they always have like you know they're super crowded. There's a lot of people yelling and screaming. Like you just kind of get in and get out. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to have a place where you can sit down and socialize with people. And then once again, you see friends that you haven't seen in a long time because mm-hmm. once again, a lot of the Petro people are just floating around in different spots. So right, it's, it's great. I run into people I haven't seen in you know eight nine years or since yeah. high school, and it's like that's yeah, true. It's like so yeah. awesome to have that experience. And once again, it's another reason why I love San Pedro is being able to see an old friend that you weren't expecting to see yeah. at your yeah. favorite you know restaurant. <laughs> Cool. That's so true. That's like the quintessential Pedro experience is running yes. into somebody you know. Definitely. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask, like, how could people find you and Elite Triangle Fitness? So um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Elite Triangle Fitness, so at Elite Triangle Fitness. Uh, on the web, it's San Pedro Trainer, so singular, but SanPedroTrainer.com mm-hmm. uh, will lead you to my website. So, and then from there, you can chat directly with me. People think the chat box is a robot, but it's another thing that goes directly to me. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I really do try to stay in touch with people and make sure that anybody that is trying to get a hold of me or my facility is actually getting a hold of me. So that way I can help them, you know, find the way, you know, the right path for their fitness journey. And I hope that is with us. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's not, I definitely want to make sure that I give them the right recommendation because I do know, like I said, almost all the gyms in town I've... I know the owners because they're all locals as well, so it's really great to be able to know that I'm referring them out to great hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All and right. Well, cool. well, don't worry. All the uh, links will be in the show notes. All the information will be there. So, you know, when people are listening, they can just scroll down, be like, let's call them right now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Shane. This no, has been awesome. Yeah, this was awesome. I had a lot of fun, and I'm really glad I'm excited to hear all the other gym owners and podcasts and yeah. theirs as well. So. Yeah, this was incredible. I'm so glad you slid into the DMs and you got us like really focused on, you know, so. our, our health and, and wellness uh, series. Um, yeah, because that was kind of the catalyst for it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, and like I said, there's so there really is so many. You guys, you ladies are gonna be definitely busy trying. To <laughs> that get is. All these ones in. We should probably pick it up again and like halfway through the year. We should. That's like, a great all right, idea. Checking in on everybody on there. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you, ladies. I'm excited to see you guys at my gym soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. for our episode follow us for more on instagram at hello sp podcast huge thanks to rock ashfields at palm realty boutique for providing us such a gorgeous recording space and thank you to all of our amazing patreon supporters leave us a review and share this episode with your friends neighbors and coworkers. see you next week